Hello, everyone. This is Larry Bailey here with your weekly newsletter. This information is brought to you by Ridge Lending Group. If you have any questions about financing, especially in today's market, please make sure you give Ridge Lending Group a phone call over at 855-74-RIDGE, or you can send an email to info at ridgelendinggroup.com. This information is sourced from MBS Highway, your trusted source for mortgage market intelligence. And today is October 11th, 2022. We are going to review the week of October 3rd, 2022 right now. There were some mixed messages from the labor sector while annual home price appreciation is still slowing, but still significant. Here are last week's key stories. First one is the real scoop on September's job gains. Second one is private payrolls showed job growth picked up in September. The third one is labor market starting to show signs of pressure. The next is annual home price appreciation slowing, but still significant. There is a little home uh, uh, hack with regards to uh, some apple pie recipes in the middle there to keep you hungry during the fall season here. I'm um, thinking about apple pie. And then the uh, last story here is OPEC plus announced deep cut in oil production. So the first story is the real scoop on September's job gains. So for, if you're listening to this podcast here, uh, you'll find the video presentation along with the text over in the Ridge Lending Group community. Feel free to head over to there to get a picture of what's going on here. So the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the BLS, reported that there were 263,000 jobs created in September. This was just above expectations of 250,000 new jobs, but it was the smallest monthly gain in the last six months. There were also positive revisions to the data from July and August, adding 11,000 jobs in those months combined. Almost all of the gains in September came from those 45 and older, while many of the other categories saw losses. The unemployment rate decreased from 3.7% back down to 3.5%, which was lower than expectations, the 35 that is. Note that the headline unemployment rate removes people who are not actively searching for a job, and there were around 5.8 million people who were not able to be counted who, quote, want to have a job, but have not looked in the last four weeks. The U6, the all-in unemployment rate, which adds back all of those individuals and is more indicative of the true unemployment rate, decreased from 7% to 6.7%. So what's the bottom line here, guys? The lower unemployment rate caused stocks and bonds to sell off on Friday because that data gives the Fed cover to continue hiking its benchmark Fed funds rate, which they have been doing to slow the economy and curb inflation. However, it's important to look more closely at the data so we can understand why the unemployment rate declined. There are two reports within the jobs report, and there are, is a fundamental difference between them. The business survey, which is where the headline job numbers come from and is based predominantly on modeling. The housing survey, where the unemployment rate comes from, is done by actual phone calls to 60,000 homes. The household survey has done uh, I'm sorry, the household survey has a job loss or creation component, and it showed there were 204,000 job creations, while the labor force decreased by 57,000. This drop in the labor force continued to decline in the unemployment rate, which means the decline wasn't just due to strong job growth. So there's a drop in, drop in labor force. Um, so it's a little bit tricky with this number. Um, it also caught my eye that almost all the gains in September came from those 45 and older. 
Uh, I'm in that category, and I can tell you that um, a lot of folks I've been working with in the mortgage industry, you know, have just gotten the rugs pulled out from underneath them with job cuts happening and layoffs, those kinds of things. And uh, you're 45 or older, you've probably got a family to support. And um, if you were relying upon your investment accounts, yeah, those took a hit. So this isn't surprising to me. And I, I actually personally expect to see more people come back into the job market um, as things get tougher. Um, just pure personal observation. And uh, that's where my money is on the table. The next story is private payroll showed job growth picked up in September. So this is an ADP report. Um, of course, this is only applicable if your company uses ADP, right? So uh, the ADP employment report, which measures private sector payrolls, showed that there were there were 200,008 jobs created in September. This was just above expectations and an increase from August, where job growth was revised higher from 132,000 to 185,000 new jobs. So um, it was revised higher in August, almost uh, uh, 53,000 jobs. The job gains in September were pretty evenly spread between small, mid-sized, and large businesses. Service-providing sectors posted 230,000 job gains in September, while goods-producing lost 29,000. So swing to the service side, lost from the, um, the goods-producing side, so the producers. ADP also reported that annual uh, pay for job stayers was up 7.8%, while job changers saw an average of 15.7%. So... Um, it's interesting, you know, if it's always, it's always weird when you go to your boss or your employer and you're like, Hey, I'm thinking about leaving because somebody else is offering me more money. And they're like, Oh, we'll give you a little raise. And you're like, well, do I stay with what I have for a smaller increase or do I leave for the bigger increase? And at least what ADP is reporting, um, it was uh, twice as profitable to leave versus stay, um, from that perspective. So what's the bottom line of the ADP employment report? While September's data showed that job growth remains stable, it's important to remember that these numbers are lagging. There are some signs of other stressors in the labor market, as noted uh, below. Uh, next one, next story is labor market starting to show signs of pressure. So this is all about jobless claims, and we see our big three states that we usually see, which are California, Texas, and New York. Um, and so the number of people filing for unemployment benefits for the first time rose by 29,000 in the latest week as 219,000 initial jobless claims were reported. Continuing claims, which measure people who continue to receive benefits after their initial claim is filed, also increased by 15,000 to 1.361 million. So it's a bottom line here. Although the level of initial jobless claims is still low, the increase in the last week was significant. Plus, it's unclear how much this figure was impacted by Hurricane Ian. It could have been higher as many affected by the storm likely didn't file claims, and it's possible next week's filings could increase as a result. In addition, the job cuts report from the Challenger Gray and Christmas showed that job cuts rose 46% from August to September. September also marked the fifth time in 2022 that cuts were higher this year than the corresponding month last year. Senior Vice President Andrew Challenger said, quote, some cracks are beginning to appear in the labor market. Hiring is slowing and downsizing events are beginning to occur, close quote. Um, lastly, the KPMG Global released their CEO Outlook survey, which asked 1,325 CEOs at the world's largest businesses about their strategies and outlook. 
The survey showed 86% of CEOs anticipate a recession over the next 12 months. 39% have already implemented a hiring freeze, and 46% are considering downsizing in their workforce in the next six months. Yeah, again, depending on your your industry, um, you know that number looks significantly different in the lending industry. Um, it's probably 100% of CEOs in the lending industry expect the recession. Uh, probably 60% um, have implemented a hiring freeze, if not more, and, and probably uh, 80% are considering downsizing. Like it's it's pretty bad out there for the lending side. So check with your own industry and and try to stay ahead of the curve as best as you can. Uh, next story is annual home price appreciation slowing but still significant. So CoreLogic released their home price index report for August, showing that home prices declined by 0.7% from July, but they were 13.5% higher when compared to August of last year. This annual reading declined from 15.8% in July, but is still significant. So it went from 15.8% in July to 13.5% in August. So a little bit of a downward trend, but still high. More importantly, CoreLogic forecasts that home prices will stay flat from August to September and appreciate 3.2% in the year going forward. So what's the bottom line here? Remember that 3% appreciation can still be meaningful for wealth creation. For example, if someone bought $400,000 home and put 10% down, that means they would gain $12,000 in appreciation over the next year and earn a 30% return on their investment due to leverage. OPEC Plus announced deep cut in oil production. If you missed this story, uh, you must have been out uh, under a rock somewhere because this was big, big news. OPEC Plus met last week and announced they will cut oil production by 2 million barrels per day, which is roughly 2% of global daily supply. This is not good timing for oil prices and inflation and weighed on the markets last week. As a result, the U.S. decided to extend the use of its strategic petroleum reserve for another month to help keep a lid on oil prices. The current inventory level is 416 million barrels, which is the lowest since 1984. The family hack of the week, here's that thing I was going to tell you about. Fall is the perfect season for baking with apples. I just went apple picking this weekend. I'm here in New Jersey, so we're kind of at the end of the season. And these delicious apple strudel muffins from All Recipes are worthy of baking time and again. I thought it was time and time again, but time and again, I guess. Preheat oven to 375 degrees Fahrenheit. Grease a 12-cup muffin pan. In a medium bowl, mix two cups of all-purpose flour, one teaspoon baking powder, half a teaspoon of baking soda, and a half teaspoon of salt. In a large bowl, beat one cup of sugar, half a cup unsalted butter, and two large eggs until smooth, and then add one and one quarter teaspoons of pure vanilla extract. Stir in the one and a half cups of chopped apples that uh, you have into the sugar mixture, then gradually add flour mixture and blend together. Add batter to the prepared muffin tin. That's a 12-cup muffin pan we talked about earlier. Uh, to make the topping, mix one-third packed brown sugar, one tablespoon all-purpose flour, and one-eighth teaspoon cinnamon into a small bowl. Cut in one tablespoon butter until mixture looks like coarse crumbles. Sprinkle over muffins. Bake that sucker for around 20 minutes until a toothpick inserted into the center of the muffin comes out clean. Let it sit for five minutes and then transfer it to a wire rack to cool. That sounds really, really good. Um, and if you're listening to this, again, if you want to get that recipe in writing, head over to the uh, Regulating Group community and um, have at it. That sounds really good. My mouth is watering. Uh, here's what we're looking for this week. This is, again, the week of October 11th. 
Uh, markets were closed yesterday uh, for Indigenous Peoples Day slash Columbus Day, and all eyes will be on inflation data for September when producer price index, which measures wholesale inflation, and the consumer price index are reported on Wednesday and Thursday, respectively. Other reports to note include the National Federation of Independent Business Small Business Optimism Index, which will show us how small business owners are feeling last month when it was when it is reported today. That's today. On Thursday, the job creation, I'm sorry, the latest jobs claim data will be reported while Friday brings September's retail sales report. I know there are a ton of people looking at these Thursday and Friday reports. Uh, the minutes from the Fed's meeting will also be released Wednesday, which will always um, have the potential to move the markets. Investors will also be closely watching Wednesday's 10-year note and Thursday's 30-year bond auctions for the level of demand. Again, as a, as a, as a uh, recurring reminder here, um, inflation is what controls interest rates. So um, what the Fed's doing by raising its Fed funds rate is to curb inflation, which is actually helpful, counterintuitively sometimes, to bringing mortgage rates down. Mortgage rates have gotten hammered um, recently. Right today, uh, it's 19 basis points lower than when it opened. If we look back at the trend line, if you're watching again this on, on screen, I suggest that you do. The trend line really for... Um, how mortgage bonds have been trading, trading, excuse me, uh, is coming up on screen here. And the uh, the big the big thing here is for the last, you know, what's on screen right now is uh, the last quarter. And so what we saw, you know, back in August was was rates um, maybe somewhere in the fives, and then now, of course, we're seeing stuff in the sixes and sevens. And um, this this range right here, if we look at the last uh, ten days. Um, to get this in here, we can see that's probably too limited of a view, but we can see how the trend lines are still down, right? 50-day, these moving averages, this 200-day moving average is still um, downward facing, same with the 100, same with the 50. We saw a little bit of a flat of the 25-day because of this move, um, but uh, ultimately, um, you know, it's not looking good. So as always, if you need money, grab the money. Whatever the rates are, it usually doesn't impact um, the overall goal. If you know why you need to borrow money, um, the interest rate of that is still um, a lot of times secondary. It's funny to me. I see people freaking out because mortgage rates are in the sixes or even in the sevens and maybe even in the eights, depending on what kind of loan you need. Um, but they have no problem paying interest on credit cards at 28%. I just got an update from Barclays or somebody and they're like, hey, your interest rate is now 29% or 30%. I don't pay interest because I pay that damn thing off each month, but that's the part that, that kind of kills me. So um, definitely grab your equity. Definitely make the best use of your properties. If you need all, all these insights, you can grab them from Ridge Lending Group over at RidgeLendingGroup.com, or you can call 855-74-RIDGE, or you can email to info at RidgeLendingGroup.com. I'm Larry Bailey. Have a great rest of your day. Take care.